Hi, welcome to Comic Picks by the Glick. And I'm your host, Jason Glick. And there's your host, Jason Glick. Yep. How's it going, Jason? That's going pretty good. It's All like, right. Those of you who are at home probably not noticed this. It's the first com- first um, podcast we've done in a while because due to the magic of like John being at conventions and stuff, mm-hmm. which I hear so conventions are so good that hey, I probably want to go next year with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. As a matter of fact, according to them, you just got out of Comic Con, sir. So yes, anyway. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we're back now. It's like, and this is something I want to talk about for a while. And like, I, originally, it's like I want to do this like, to time it with the movie, but then I found that the movie was coming out um, in December. What's this movie, you ask? It's the next Punisher movie. And while I don't have any, well, I'm basically like as far as it goes, my love of the Punisher or any. Um, corporate-owned character, extends as far as the person who's writing it go- goes. The guy who's been writing The Punisher for years, Garth Ennis, is one of my absolute fav- favorite comic book writers. And God help it, if he hasn't been written one of the greatest runs of Punisher ever. I mean, it's like, it's not just me. It's like, he, everyone, everyone, everyone I've read says he's written one of the best, best runs ever. And it's like, more than any other Marvel comic, I look forward to like a new volume of Garth Ennis' Punisher more than any other series ever. So some of well, my um, what, any other series ever. God, what am I saying here, man? It's like this is. It's like, yeah, it's good stuff. But it's not the best thing ever. God damn it! No, it's it's just really good. It's, it's one of the few Marvel superhero characters I'd really go to the mat for and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, I know you like all your great art comic stuff, but don't. Garth Ennis Punisher. This is good stuff. Read this shit. I remember. I think it was in the eighties. Uh, Punisher was real popular. Um, oh yeah, real popular. So very popular. Popular to the point of. Uh, um, Marvel decided to give him three different series. Oh wow! Yeah, and basically, how many um, series characters do you know that can support three different um, series at the same time? Um, 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 um I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because basically, like Punisher, like suffered to the point where he, he's basically like, overexposure, like overkill. It's like basically like, there's two damage Punisher coming out. Basically, like, everyone figured, like you know how many how many times do you have the Punisher to kill the same mafia type guys? You know, it's like. And basically, that's basically to the end, what hastened the end of the character's popularity, right? But they basically came to the point where they went and said, like, you know, what you know kind of stuff we do with Punisher? We tell people who are influenced by him. And then and that didn't work. And then basically, they Marvel went and said, well, what can we do now? Oh, I know. Let's make him into a character who hunts demons. Let's wait, wait. Now, now the original Punisher, uh, if I'm not mistaken, was some kind of Vietnam vet. Yeah. That, um, was he doing mercenary stuff or what? Oh, no. Basically, like, okay, the origin of the Punisher, yes. for those of you who are unaware, is basically like, his family was killed killed in like a nice, nice peaceful peaceful day out to the park. He took his family, took his family there, and they were killed in a crossfire between, between various mob, mob gangs. And so basically, oh, okay. at, when that happened, basically the Punisher swore to like, just kill any other... Evil lures, mafia type characters, whatsoever. Basically, like the bad guys, make sure this never this never happened to anyone else. Like, like, like his, like, he, like it happened to him. So, was my premise like totally off, or did they no, have to make a series like that? No, that's basically right. That's basically like sort of the basis of the Punisher. Mm-hmm. But basically, like, like I said, it's like it got to the point where like, he was he got to be so popular and so overexposed that basically Marvel came with a new idea. Let's make him into a demon type character who kills demons. Okay. Yeah, it's like yeah. That just doesn't work. I mean, it's like, and so he's kind of like Hellboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like Hellboy, only stupid, only stupid. Yeah, it's like, right. basically, you'll you'll no one's you won't hear anyone say that the Punisher's demon demon killer incarnation was any good. Mm-hmm. Which then, after when once that direction turned out to be no good at all, Marvel decided, hey, you know what? We just need to give Punisher someone who 
who knows how to understand, knows and understands like the basis of ultra violence. Like someone who can do creative violence, who knows, who really good at killing people and making it entertaining. Enter Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon, gotcha. creators of Preacher. The ser- their series had just finished, and Marvel had said, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna. We don't know what the hell to do with the Punisher. We're gonna give it to you guys. You guys can just know how to kill people really well." Here you go. Start killing. Yes. <laughs> what we get is Welcome Back, Frank. Twelve issues, twelve issue mini maxi series of the Punisher killing killing mafiosos in the best gloriously stupid way possible. I mean, it's like it's spa- yeah. Mark his um, demon killing days are dressed in a sen- basically in a sentence as Punisher's throwing a guy off a, a like a mafioso off a, off the Statue of Liberty, saying it's like yeah, you know, it's like the, the angels they tell me to kill demons, and then. I, then I said, yeah, it didn't take. They showed me my family. They, they were happy in heaven. And they tossed me back to earth. So <laughs> now here I am killing, killing bad guys again. And it works brilliantly. Mm. Well, really in the sense that it's one of the... It's a great, stupid action movie. Gotcha. It's, it's basically the Punisher going around killing, killing the Nucci's. A bunch, bunch of the worst mafiosos that, that New York has to offer. To the point where, like I said, you, you throws them off. You see him throwing them off the... Uh, the uh, the Statue of Liberty, um, tossing him in front of, in front of trains, running him over in his SUVs, beating up polar bears to um to attack to um have them to try and get the polar bears to kill them. I mean, it's like and then they're just like bring out an M sixty and just like wasting them all. It's great, uh, great gloriously stupid stuff. Senseless violence. Senseless per- executed reload because like, well, well, I'm I'm it. I'm, uh, I'm a Garth Ennis completist. I'll buy just about anything the guy writes. Sure. Um, to the point where it's like he, it's it varies in quality, but with but Ennis really knows how to pace a series, and he, with the twelve issue series, he knows he gets the most out of every single every single issue. And while even though it's like most of it is based about Frank trying to Frank, I'm killing his way to the top of the Nucci family. He also gets a nice little subplot about a bunch of crazy um, vigilantes, which represent the worst interests of the Punisher. Like you got the um, the cra- crazy fa- Father Heck. Father Hector, known as known as the Holy, who kill who kills like all these um, bad people who've been confessing to his confessing in his confessional. They got the elite who's been killing all these um, drug dealers and gangbangers who've been bringing down the tone of his high class neighborhood. And then Mister Payback, who's just been killing his way randomly through anyone who's and who's like who's like any corporate issue corporate issue uh, bad guy who's just like, like the type evil, evil bez- businessman type, right? Right. Gotcha. Yeah, it's like it's it's great stuff, man. It's like to be honest, like well, this was recently reissued in Marvel's premiere premiere edition format, which is like basically the hardcover edition, well, a cheap hardcover edition. It's like I recommend that if you don't own this series, if you don't own the series already, it'd be worth buying in that edition. Okay. Yeah, it's great stuff. And after that, Garth Ennis also went on to write the regular Punisher series for for about six volumes. Mm-hmm. And it's good goofy stuff. Right. I mean, it's like it's you get to see him. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention is that in the uh, his original twelve issues, Garth Ennis also introduces the crazy, the the horror, the the great, scary, incredible like depravity of the character known as the Russian. The Russian. The Russian. Uh-huh. It's like he's basically like he's just like this crazy strong guy who basically who's like the new she's hired to take out Frank, and Frank manages to kill him by tossing a pizza in his face, and then. Well, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but <laughs> then, to be honest, like then he survives. Only only problem is like when he was revived. Well, basically, all the um, things they injected him with basically caused him to grow breasts 
and now he's a transvestite. <laughs> so, uh-huh. got this huge transvestite Russian killer coming after Frank in the first set of issues. Basically, like, and then it's like, and then Garth Ennis goes on to go more conventional territory as, you know, he kills on, kills more, kills more mafiosos. He um, counters a, a reporter who wants to make, make his report on his stuff. And then also, like, he, he interacts with the rest of Marvel, you know, Marvel Universe in terms of like you know Spider Man coming around, coming around. It's like rescuing him as the Russian throws him off the the Empire State Building and saying, "It's like, oh God, I saved the Punisher. God damn, what what is wrong with me?" <laughs> and then also the um, he's encountered with Wolverine, where he basically like, it's basically like every all the things you hit out Wolverine toss into one like single incarnation of the character, hmm. and then basically and which basically has a the puncher going around, shooting him in the face, shooting him in the nuts, they're rolling him over with steamroller to, to the end, just because it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's truly disrespectful to the character, but it's goddamn it ain't funny. Yes. Yeah. And then, it's kind of like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. <laughs> exactly. That, that is a perfect description. It gets, it's basically like, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff like the, and this does with the character is basically trying to a good Tom and Jerry cartoon or, ba- or even more specifically Looney Tunes. Right. It's just good, goofy fun. Gotcha. That it's yeah, it's incredibly violent, but it's like I said, I'd recommend it to just anyone who's got like good, got a good like non PC sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's probably what pushed away that and this is um, Marvel Knights run of the series, the series of this character that takes place in the Marvel Universe goes up until this climax in, in Confederacy of Dunces, where all the all the Marvel Universe characters he's made fun of, like Daredevil, Spider Man, and Wolverine, team up team up to take him down and fail miserably because. And basically, Frank says, "Hey, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna stop me, you need to kill me. Because otherwise, it's like I'm just gonna keep on killing all these bastards who need to die. <laughs> and it's it's good stuff. It's like the six volumes that comprise, um, and this is like regular Marvel Universe run, the Marvel Knights run are the aforementioned Welcome Back, Frank, Army of One, Business as Usual, Full Auto, Streets of Laredo." And Confederacy of Dunces, mm. which is the storyline about Wolverine, Wolverine, Spider-Man, Daredevil. Right. No guessing who the Confederacy of Dunces is. Uh-huh. Then, around the time the uh, movie came out with Thomas Jane and Howard and John Travolta, mm-hmm. um, they, they relaunched the series in the, under uh, Marvel's um, mature readers imprint, Max. Which basically the series game Punisher Max, not because it's like it's maximum entertainment or maximum violence, right? Because that's that's now the Punisher can, now aside from just like killing all sorts of people, like Punisher also say fuck as well. What? But they didn't say like Punisher Extreme. I'm no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's good, but just basically like Punisher Max is basically like they said, okay, okay, Garth, you've done great stuff with the Punisher. Okay, now I guess we we want to see what you can do once you take the leash leash off you and figure and show you. It's like well, like what what. When you're not constrained by like the by having like to introduce superheroes mm-hmm. to every every particular arc, so have at it, have at the universe, just go. Yes, it's and god damn it if they didn't if Vez didn't pull off some some of his best his best stuff in recent memory yet. His Punisher Max stuff is basically like the Punisher. It's like it's basically what does it take to be the Punisher? It's like what it's like when you're like when you're faced when you're like one guy fighting the war on crime. What kind of toll does it take on you? How does it affect the people around you? It's like, and how are these people? How are these people who see you? What are, what are they going to do in order to um, take advantage of you, try to help you out, or it's like be a part of your world? The answer is they're generally all going to die. Because 
Ennis has been running this for a while, and it recently wrapped up with his final arc, um, Valley Forge, Valley Forge. Mm-hmm. And, goddamn, this is one of the series that I've, I look forward to every time a new volume is, is released. Mm-hmm. It's... And it's just knows how, really knows how to pay, like I said, I, I said he knows how to pay the story, but it's, but with um, each of the Punisher Max series, there are generally already six, six to seven issues in length, and he knows how to like, really um, make each issue, um, each, each story arc um, work in a standard six issue length, and kind of if he, he um, comes with the, initial, the great, great idea for each arc. Like the first arc basically has him cutting ties to the Marvel Universe proper, as he kills his, winds up killing his, part, his former partner in crime, Micro. Microchip, the guy who um, basically like um, I'm supplying him with all of his um, armory and strategies and tactics for a lot of his run, basically showing that basically you can't hang around the punch for too long. You hang around him for more than one arc, and you die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also good. It tells like lots of good stories about just just the um, like the trials of, of, of the Irish Irish Americans in, in second second arc, Kitchen Irish, which is a great. Great dense arc that basically has like lots of lots of basically like lots of Irish Irish American clans like um, clashing against clashing against each other and just like all the, all the kind they brought with them from the old lands how it continues to affect them in the new one. So this is like uh, modern times though, right? This yes, is this not is, like uh, this is still present day. Okay. And basically, Frank is, Frank is just like you can tell he's he's an old guy. He's been fighting this fighting this time since since the Vietnam era, right? Yeah. Now, I couldn't go into great detail about each volume, but I'll, let me just say that the first volumes as they go are in the beginning, Kitchen Irish, um, Mother Russia, um, Up is Down, Black is White, Slavers, uh, let me say let me here, Betokuda, um, Man of Stone, Widowmaker, Long Cold Lark, and the forthcoming um, Valley Forge, Valley Forge. Okay. Now, I could go into vo- each detail about each of, each, each, volume, each of these volumes, but let me just say that there are all great action shows that basically zero out any of the humor that you see, well, most of the humor that you see in, in the Garth Ennis' um, regular Punisher run. But it works because it t- 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 takes these things very seriously. And, like, there's not a whole lot of, like, gaps in logic that would cause you to, like, go, wait, that doesn't make sense. But it's, like, it's, it's good to know that, like, taking things, like, you will respect these because they, they, they are taken very seriously. I will say that the best volumes in each in this run are Kitchen Irish because the clashes between each of the each of the um, various Irish clans in there are handled very well. Um, the Slavers, which has um, Frank taking on a, a white slavery ring that has like one of the bleak one of the most bleakest and depressing endings I've seen, but manages to like be very true to the spirit of the story. It's like and also um long, cold, dark, which I don't think I just mentioned, but it was very good. Because basically um Long Cold Dark, the most recent um, trade paperback collection, basically shows you what, hap- what happens when the Punisher is is given another chance, the possibility of another chance of being like the guy he was before he became the Punisher. Why does he get a chance to become a father? Because basically the story involves um, one of his um, recurring enemies, Barracuda, um, getting his hands on the Punisher on the Punisher's kid, and then basically saying, "Well, hey, it's like here's your daughter. It's like, and, and if you, I'm going like, to." I'm gonna kill her in front of you. It's like just to show you how bet how more badass than you I am. And as you can imagine, it's like it doesn't go well for Barracuda at all. But still it's it's a great it's a great possible what if story. Like what if the Punisher gets a chance to become become the man he was before he was the Punisher? Hmm. What kind 
what kind of choices do you have to make? What happens? And so it's and those those questions are answered extremely well, to the point where it's like you realize like, hey, this really is the only choice for him. It's like to be to become a father again would be a crime to to, to whatever daughter he whatever children he had from this point on. So he, it's kind of like uh, he's trapped by fate, pretty much. Exactly, it's his destiny. To be yeah. this person, I mean, like cor- corporate responsibility to Marvel aside, uh-huh. it's like he's he's first like locked the type of person he is. Mm-hmm. This is his fate. This is what he's going to be for the rest of his life. Right. Which is interesting because it's also addressed in a series of one shots that uh, that Ennis did under the Max imprint, which were collected in from first to last. Mm. Which is a if it's in a hardcover collection, should it become soft cover, which is also highly recommended. Where you have three one shots talking about like. His first kill, it's like the time he killed the um, mobster responsible for the death of the family, and the very last Punisher story. What happens at when he when he's the Punisher at the end of the world? And let me tell you, it's like, <laughs> what, what does the Punisher do at the end of the world? Well, he kills everyone. <laughs> and I, you'll realize this, and you that's, that's really the only end the, the Punisher could have had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Additionally, it's like, and it's also written all... Additional Punisher stories under the Max imprint, one being Born, um, the story of his time in Vietnam, when he realized that, you know, it's like killing is all he was good for, and that he made a deal with a certain someone in order to come back from Vietnam and then just to keep killing for the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Additionally, he also wrote another uh, miniseries, um, Barracuda, focusing on the, which has got to be one of the biggest and most almost offensive black, black um, African-American stereotypes I've ever read. It's like, hmm. Barracuda, he's the biggest, scariest black man you will ever see. It's like, in just about any medium. But it's, what keeps him being uh, truly offensive is that, and is that in his writing, and this goes like, yeah, he is a big, scary black African-American stereotype. I'm going to run with that to the very end of it. <laughs> and it's like, it's great, cause it's, because it's Barracuda's miniseries basically tells him, like, well, what happens when, um, when America tries to do its fun capitalist, capitalist imperialistic stereotype impose that upon its upon like a Central American country in the modern day. And well, you know, it's like bad stuff happens. Bad stuff in a funny, funny fashion. <laughs> it's, it's completely ridiculous, completely over the top, incredibly funny, and it also stars Christopher Walken. Oh right. Yeah. How does it start Christopher Walken? Well basically um you know like well casting um various movie stars in certain comic books has been Slightly commonplace in in these days, depending mm. on the artist. Ennis gets away with with casting Christopher Walken in this role as a as a mafioso who basically hires Barracuda and then like watches as Barracuda screws him over. He gets away with gets away with this because um he because he writes Christopher Walken's character in a way that Christopher Walken actually speaks. <laughs> you look at this and you think, hey, you no, know, that shit does sound like Christopher Walken. I, it's it's so perfect. I mean, it's like it worked. You look at the you think they made a movie out of this. They'd have to get Christopher Walken or at least Jay Moore doing his absolute worst for Christopher Walken impression to pull this this particular role off. Mm. But it's great, goofy fun. Mm. Now, getting us getting away from Garth Ennis for a second. Um, Ennis's pursuit of um of um of Frank Castle in a um, much more realistic and serious setting also basically like allowed Marvel to um. Reintroduce the Punisher into a in another series into the actual Marvel universe because hey you know now and it's doing his own thing. They, Marvel has plenty of room to actually introduce a new Punisher series that allows him to interact with the Marvel universe proper. Mm. 
and they did that in Punisher War Journal, mm. um, written by Matt Fraction. Okay. Now, the first volume was launched out of Marvel's big Civil War crossover event. Okay. And to be honest, okay, I he, he, I don't think it's bad. It's got a lot of good reviews, but to be honest, like Fraction does kind of like the the good the. He's got a very um, idiosyncratic sense of humor. It's like it's he plays the Punisher dead straight with a with a very deadpan sense of humor. Like he'll go like I'm the Russell I'm a Russell Johnson in this world. And no one understands who Russell Johnson is. He's got to play the professor in Gilligan's Island. It's like it's just good, just funny, really off kilter stuff like that. Right. And basically, like aside from killing like um, bad guys, Punisher also tasked with killing um, like supervillains as well. And like he, when you see him kill the Stilt Man in the first issue, just like shooting out like an RPG up against up against the guy's like in his crotch in his full stilt man off it. It's like he goes, like, wow, if I died right now, it'd be all worth it. <laughs> it's it's funny stuff, but to be honest, like I look at this and I think, hey, you know, Garth Ennis already did Funny Punisher. And to be honest, like, yeah, yours isn't bad. I mean it's like, yeah, the art the art by Ariel Alvedis. It's in a hyper realistic um it's it, yeah, let me talk about the art for a second. All right. Steve Dillon tweeted the art for uh, most of Garth Ennis' Punisher run. Great, great job of like showing like great of emotion and like conveying the, the utter ridiculousness of a lot of this stuff. Um, Ariel Alvedi, yeah, it's, it's very much more realistic, but it's also like, has a high, has a high heightened reality sense, and that it's like, yeah, there's a lot of detail to it, but it's also kind of comes off kind of cartoonish as well, allows it to get away with it, and it's like it works pretty well. But generally, it's like I look at this and I think, yeah, well, you know, it's like funny Punisher. Bro, Garth Ennis already did that. Period. And like you, like yours, well, that's that's okay. I mean, like the storyline basically has, it's like I said, it was launched out of Civil War. It says like Punisher teaming up with, shows you like um Punisher like um joining Captain America's um band of rebel heroes and put then how that doesn't work as when what Captain America considers teaming up with the supervillains. To help take out Cap- Iron Man, but she goes, "No way, this ain't gonna happen. I'm gonna kill these bastards." <laughs> and then Captain America goes, "Oh, no way, Frank!" Bam. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then you also like another little story, like a, about the um, Punisher killing a bunch of uh, supervillains who attend um, Stiltman's funeral. Hmm. Now it's it's not bad. I mean, it's like I don't know. It's like it's like, it's, it's, dead, it's good deadpan humor, but the, really the biggest strike against is is that well. See, this is this this story like basically costs you like fifteen bucks, right? Five issues of stuff, right? Only, it's not five issues of stuff; it's four issues of story uh-huh. plus the black and white version of issue one. Now, goddamn oh. Marvel! It's like why you gotta do that shit, man? It's <laughs> like I don't, I don't want. I'm you're you're charging me like fifteen bucks stuff for like four issues worth of actual story. I mean, it's like I'm not an art person. I'm sh- like yeah, the black and white version of issue one is nice. But god damn it, it's like I'd rather pay like maybe 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 fourteen bucks or less for this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean it's like it's 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 not worth it. I mean I paid like thirty, 30 I got this for thirty percent off at a local comic shop, which is right. the only reason I considered to buy it. Right. But I don't know. Like I said, it's it's alright. I mean if you want if you want Punisher, like see how he interacts with the regular Marvel universe these days, I guess it'd be worth worth picking up. Otherwise, yeah, that's it. It's all the Punisher I like. It's got 
it's always written by Garth Ennis. Right. And it's, to be honest, it, well, it's reached the end. It's the forthcoming Valley Forge, Valley Forge storyline. Ennis has already said that he's teaming up with Steve Dillon again to do a uh, Punisher Warzone series, mm. which is basically going to uh, put a cap on cap on his Punisher run by going back to the good uh, Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry's type stuff he's oh, do right. with Steve Dillon. <laughs> good stuff. So um, I'm looking forward to that once it's collected in. What's collected, and to be honest, if they put his this forthcoming miniseries Punisher Warzone in hardcover, I I also consider picking it up because I figure it's like after like after all these years of doing serious Punisher, and this is a lot of good goofy Punisher stories saved up for this particular miniseries. Hmm. Okay, and with that, like I said, even though the new Punisher movie is coming out till December, mm-hmm. it's like hey, check this out now. It's we'll good get, stuff. We we'll get a chance to check out that Punisher when it comes out. Indeed. Okay. And with that, you're finished. I'm out of here. All right. We'll talk to you later on Comic Picks by the Glick. Night. Night.